Welcome to the Millennial Missions Podcast. Our heart is to connect missionaries all around the world, filling them with hope as they strive to fulfill their calling in Christ and to empower others to go. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Millennial Missions Podcast. My name is Tyler Lee. I am so honored and privileged to have you guys listening with us today. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to turn you to, if you want to find out more information about us, you can go to the millennialmissions.org website, and you can also find us on Facebook at the Millennial Missions Facebook group page. All right, so today we have a special guest with us. He hails from Pennsylvania. He is a pastor of Life in Christ Church in Lancaster. I, I really do think that's a cool name for a city. Um, but please welcome Pastor Joe Spence with us today. Hey, real honor and a privilege to be on here with you, Tyler. You're doing a great job with these podcasts. Super excited. We're going to have a wonderful time. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And it's an honor to have you with us. Um, now, just so everybody is, you know, to get it out there in the open, that is a New York accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. <laughs> no, I know. I know for me, when I, when I hear someone like, what is that accent from? So it's, it's from New York, everybody. So now you don't have to wonder. And that's just where the special treat for everybody, too, because I, I love listening to the New York accent, the Boston accent, the New Jersey accent. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So, Joe, you are you've been pastoring the senior senior pastors, um, you and your wife, Sarah, for what we said about 15 months or so. Correct. So when was it? Pentecost Sunday 2020 is when we when we officially took over. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, 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 but that makes it April, April or May, May, I think last week of May, I think was the last official week of May was Pentecost. You know, it was Easter. I think so. it random every year. So if it seems like, so. <laughs> but you know, so you, you took over a church in Pennsylvania in the middle of the quote unquote pandemic. Correct. What was that yep. like? <laughs> well, you know, we had my in-laws were sent out from uh, from another church uh, years back, probably six, seven years back. They were sent out with a small group of of people, awesome people, love God. And, and so they were sent out to pastor this church uh, as a satellite, which which they did the preaching, um, but everything was controlled by the mother church. Uh, and so they did a great job. We came from St. Louis uh, about five years ago to help them with that. Um, didn't really grow, to be honest with you. Kind of uh, good people, like I said, good word, just just didn't grow. Um, and so, uh, you know, probably about two years ago, the pastor of that church, of the, the, the big church, asked us if we would consider taking over the church. Uh, and, and so we did, uh, we did that and we had some conditions. We, we said, you know, we'll take it over, but we'll be an autonomous church, our own autonomous church. Uh, and so that's what we did. We had about 12 people. Uh, I, I think it was about 12, 13 people we started with. Uh, like I said, phenomenal people. They were older, older people. Um, and, and so, you know, that, that helps, you know, you, you start a church. It's not from scratch. In a lot of ways it was, we, we had to build the infrastructure. We had to get all the paperwork together, bank account, build that, yeah. you know, a lot, a lot of the, the structure of the church, but, but it was nice to have a, a core group to start with. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, uh, it's like a church plan, but you have some people with you and you have a building. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, how, how, I mean, how, think, how are things going right now? I mean, I, I know I've been, I've been following you, but I mean, just 
you know, the, 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 the growth that you've guys seen, you guys have seen since, since May last year. It's been really, really good. God's been so good to us. Uh, I know, you know, a lot of people here, oh, you started a church kind of during the pandemic, man, that must have been really difficult. Honestly, we, if you, if you didn't tell us there was a pandemic happening, we would, we had no clue as far as the church goes, uh, growth on every, every side, the finances, the people, people are getting touched visitors every week. Uh, so like I said, we started with about 12, 13 people We're about 50 something right now, visitors coming every week. Uh, it's been incredible. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, we, we focus on bringing people also from the outside that, that have been a blessing to us uh, to, to expose our people uh, to the fivefold ministry gifts. Uh, and so we've been doing that quite a bit. Uh, we're excited yeah. this week. We're having Ted Shuttlesworth with us. Uh, it's just been incredible. It really has. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, to go back just a little bit, you know, now you are a senior pastor of a growing church in Pennsylvania, but to go back a little bit, what what made you feel called to pastoring or to or to be in the ministry? So I guess I can go back to kind of share where I come from. As you mentioned earlier, I come from New York. I grew up on Long Island. I uh, didn't grow up in church, grew up going to the Catholic church, kind of forced, yeah. forcibly going to the Catholic church. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to Catholic high school, uh, confirmation, first communion, baptism, the whole nine, um, but really didn't have a relationship with God. Uh, so I grew up kind of a knucklehead, grew up getting into drugs and alcohol and, and living a pretty rough life. Um, I went into the Marine Corps to try to get away from it, but that really just followed me there. I uh, got out of the mm -hmm. Marine Corps, came home. I was really struggling. I was just using drugs on, on a regular basis that really escalated. Uh, and, and I'd been to rehab before, I, I, in and out of rehabs. Uh, my mom was watching television one day and, and she saw Joyce Meyer on television. And, and at the end of the program, it said, if you need prayer, uh, give, a, give us a call. And so that's what my mom did. She had no idea who Joyce was, just was slipping <laughs> through the channels and landed on and really liked what, what this lady was talking about. Uh, and so my mom called and got prayer for me. Uh, she said, man, the more she prayed, the worse That's I got. Awesome. She was like, I, don't, <laughs> like, I don't even know if this is working. But but they told her about a discipleship program that Joyce had there at at the Dream Center. It's called in St. Louis, where Joyce is based out of. Um, and I ended up going there uh, and it was a six month discipleship program for men who had addiction problems. Uh, and it changed my life uh, probably two or three months in. Uh, the light bulb went off. Uh, just completely, everything changed. I just, I got a hunger for the word, a hunger for the things of God. And so I, I you know, once I graduated the discipleship program, I thought, man, I, I know I'm called to the ministry. Like I just knew, I, I, people had spoken that over me. It, in my heart, I knew, I really didn't know how to express it, but in my heart, I knew that I was called to serve God in some capacity, but I needed training. I just didn't, you know, I didn't know the Bible stories like most of the kids knew, because I just didn't grow yeah. up in that. I had no clue. Um, I think I knew who knew Noah was uh, and the ark and, and, <laughs> David and David and Goliath, but I had no clue about anything else, not a clue. Um, and so I said, all right, I need training. And so I looked at a few different Bible schools. I ended up staying at the Dream Center. Uh, Joyce had a Bible school there. Um, and so I went to Bible school there, ended up going to work for Joyce. My first job for Joyce was at the call center where my mom would call in and receive prayer. So now wow. I was on the other end of that line. Uh, answering calls and praying for moms, uh, praying for sons who, uh, who, who were struggling. Moms would call in and not only moms, but everybody who needed help. Um, and so it was pretty incredible, pretty incredible. Uh, just amazing. a blessing. Yeah, yeah, it was. My, I ended up meeting my wife there. 
She was the director of Joyce's Bible School there. Uh, so we worked together, lived in St. Louis, got married in St. Louis, uh, loved, loved St. Louis, just a, just a special place in my heart. But while we were there, we, you know, my in-laws got sent out. So it was fast forward to where we, where we, you know, we talked about the church. Uh, my, my in-laws were sent out from that main church. And, and so we, we said, all right, let's go, let's go support them just, just to visit. Right. And so, I, you know, no, nowhere in my mind that I ever want to move <laughs> to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, to be honest with you. Uh, and so we came, we're sitting in the service and, you know, just excited that my in-laws got sent out. We know this is a dream of theirs to pastor a church and uh, really excited for them. And the Holy Spirit literally spoke to my heart and said, this is where you need to be. And I said, Oh my gosh, no, 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 I do not want to come here. You know, I knew I actually, I had, I had already figured out that our time was up at St. Louis, but I thought we're either going to go to Texas. Right? I know you could spend some time in Texas or we were going to go to Florida. There are two churches that we love. We love Keith Moore down in Sarasota, Florida and Eagle mountain in, 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 in yeah. uh, Fort Worth. You know, I'm a firm believer you move for the church, not for your job or not for for any other, other opportunities, but you move where you're supposed to go to church. And so we we had located some churches that we we felt in our heart that maybe God would lead us to or we'd like to go to. Mm -hmm. um, and so we ended up in Lancaster. The Lord said, all right, this is where you need to be. Uh, we made the move wow. and came and helped my in-laws. And that kind of is how it all started. Wow. Wow. And then fast forward five years and you took over the church and now you're here. That's pretty yeah. incredible. That's pretty incredible. That and you know what you know what's amazing? Like you hear stories all the time of, you know, I was just flipping through TV, just happened to stop on this channel and it changed my life. And you hear that, yeah. you hear those stories all the time. And so I mean, like your 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 mom is is a is that has that testimony. And then you know, fast forward and then you were getting those calls. You know, you were, you were on the other receiving end of, oh, I was just flipping through the channel and then thought I should call and there you were, you answered. I mean, that, if that's not full circle, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's incredible. That's incredible. All right. So now you're, so you're in Lancaster PA and uh, you've been, you, you, you've been really pushing the outreach. And so, you know, as, as someone who just took over a church. And I know, I know it was 15 months ago, but in the grand scheme of things, that's still, you, know, you just took it over. <laughs> um, you know, what, what has led you to be so, you know, outreach oriented, missional focused on, on, on your community? Well, Tyler, I know the time is short, man. I know that the time is short and you could say, well, Jesus is coming back soon. And I, so I believe that. Uh, and so I know that people are struggling. I know people are hurting. I know people are depressed, addicted, and they need help. And, and I tell our people all the time, we have the answer. We have the antidote. And so I know what Jesus did in my life. I know the radical changes that, that he enabled me to do and to make uh, and what it's done for my life. And, you know, most a lot of the people in our church have the same testimony. They're here because yeah. they've been radically touched uh, or they're in the process of being changed. We have people on all, all the spectrum, people who have never been to church, people who have been in church a long time. And so I know that that it's our job to go out of the four walls. I, I never wanted to to just build a large audience. I wanted to build a large army. And that's what I tell our people. We're, we're raising up an army yeah. to go into the harvest field uh, and, 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 and get the harvest uh, really because um, I, I want to see radical transformation in our community. I want to see radical transformation in our county and in our state and in our nation. And we have a part to play in that. Uh, and so I, we, we, we're going full force. 
So we're in our community. We go out, we win souls, we pray for people. Uh, and so we're not just out there feeding people. That's great. But people can go to hell on a full stomach. And I know people won't hear uh, what you have to say until they know how much you love them. That's good. And we will love on them. And we'll give them. But that component of bringing the gospel is so crucial. Uh, yeah. Just there's a lot of social gospel going on. And great that we're feeding people. Great that we're getting stuff to the people. We need to do that. But we can't lose that component of, of preaching the gospel and and, and the, the, the signs and wonders that follow the gospel. People are desperate for that. People yeah. are hungry for the real thing. Uh, and, and we're seeing people come to our church that, man, I haven't been to church in 17 years, man, I haven't been to church in 15 years, uh, you know, young guy in their forties who used to go when they were late teens or early twenties and, and got delusion yeah. or whatever, something happened in church and they decided not to come, but they're coming back. Uh, and, and we're seeing that not only in our church, but, uh, around the country where, where, where pastors and, 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 and churches are standing up for the gospel. Um, and so we're excited. We're super excited about what God is doing here. Uh, we know that the time is short and he's doing an accelerated work. He's not skipping anything, but he's doing an accelerated work. Uh, and so we have a part to play in that. Yeah. Well, and, and it's true because the more you, I mean, if you really take a look at what's going on, just, I mean, even just in America, let alone the world, you, you understand that time, time is short. I mean, we, you know, the Bible says that no one knows the, the, you know, the hour or the minute when, when Jesus is coming back, but you can know the time. And, you know, I know, I know people have always said, you know, and they were, they said it in, in the book of Acts, you know, Jesus is coming back soon. Look at the times. But I mean, if you really look, if you really open up the Bible and look at end time prophecy, you can, you can see where we are. And um, I just, I, I, I feel like there needs to be more of the church standing up and, and, and looking at their brother and their sister and their neighbor and saying, I'm not letting you go because I know tomorrow everything could change. That's and, right. and like you said, because you know, we have it here too, you know, there, there is a lot of social gospel going on where people, people have such a passion to, to you know, feed the hungry to clothe the, you know, the, the homeless, to, to shelter them, to love on them, to give them what they need, but it stops there. It stops there. there there's, they don't take that extra step to, to meet their spiritual need. And I, and like you said, I understand that, that, you know, the natural is very important. It, it, it's necessary, it, but it's not eternal. It's only, yeah. it's only for the now. And so, I mean, what do you see, what do you see the key ingredient for the churches right now to really, to begin to take that next step to, 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 to flip that switch? Cause I feel like it, it, it's, it's almost mental that, that the church just, they just need that light bulb to turn on. They need that switch to flip and to, to realize, oh, I need, I just need to take that one more step and just say, you know, has God ever, has God ever, has anyone ever told you that God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life? You know, God is the reason why we're, we are giving you this food. You know, he is the reason why do you want to know him? You know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with training. Uh, also people haven't been trained, you know, I, it's hard for me to grab a group of people and say, all right, we're going to go out soul winning. And give them no training, give them no yeah. testimony of what it's produced, you know, practical steps on how to win someone to the Lord goes a long way. 
Uh, and that's how, you know, when I first received Jesus, when I got saved, um, there was a gentleman in St. Louis, his name is Jeff Goss, and he would go out every Friday. He, he didn't work for the church. He, he volunteered to do this. Uh, he would go out every Friday in the worst neighborhood in the country at that time, North St. Louis, uh, and he would win souls. He would drive around in the church van and win souls. And so I decided I'm going to go see what he's doing. So I, I rode along with him and I would just watch him. And he would fearlessly, just fearlessly look into their eyes and tell them and preach the gospel to him. And I would see hardcore gangsters. I would see, you, you name it, they would get saved. Biker, hardcore biker guys, uh, you know, gang members, uh, the whole nine getting saved, prostitutes getting saved. And I said, man, this guy is something else. And all he was doing was just preaching the gospel. And then he taught me to do it. And he said, listen, you've been changed. I said, yes, I have. He said, okay, well, all you really need to tell him is your testimony in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that you shall be saved. And then you tell him what God did in your life. You used to be like this and now you're like this. And you accredit that to Jesus coming into your life. And man, that's what people want to know. People want to know how did he change your life? And then knowing how to lead them to the Lord uh, goes a long way. I know, um, um, Pastor Ronnie Howe Brown, he has a soul winning script that that we have modified just for us. For it works. Sure. His his script works absolutely. We've just changed a couple of things uh, for our for our area, our church, and our people. Uh, but something like that, that script alone has seen thousands, thousands upon thousands come to the Lord. Uh, and, yeah. and you may say, really, uh, reading something to someone, are they not just going to get, well, what are you reading this to? No, I've seen people stand there and read that script to another person and that person received Jesus. Uh, and so some practical training helps. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's really has been a tremendous blessing to us following that pattern. Um, and so we've seen, we've seen the results. And so now what would you say to someone? Cause I'm sure you've heard this before and you're like, Oh, I'm just not extroverted or I just not bold like that, or I just don't think I could do that. Or, you know, the back to the future line, I don't think I can face that kind of rejection. <laughs> um, you know, what do you say to that? Well, you know, it, it, it comes down to fear. That's what it is. Fear of rejection. That That's a big part. You just mentioned it, fear. And so you have to kind of get over that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And we, we work with people. We're not, you know, we, we understand people may have, they've never done it. Um, but the great commission is to everyone. It's not just to the pastor, the fivefold ministry, go ye into the world and preach the gospel. And so that's what yeah. every one of us are commanded to do. Paul told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. He wasn't an evangelist. He was a pastor, but he was still to do the work of an evangelist, which is winning the loss. Every single person has a sphere of influence, whether whether you're you're in the real estate business, whether you work at the grocery store, yeah. you have people around you that look up to you uh, or that 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 you have your friends with uh, and you're responsible for that. You're responsible to share the gospel with them. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think, um, you know, it's just going to take just some time with some people, but every single person can get to the point where they can share their faith. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. It is fear. And, and, you know, I've, I've told people and I had to tell myself this, I'm like, well, just don't do it alone. You know, just, just don't do it alone. You know, like I know the first time that I went out and, and, and witnessed to people, I mean, I was like, you know, I can do this. You know, I got, I got this guy with me. I got this guy with me. You know, we're doing this together. You know, we're not ganging up on people, <laughs> but you know, like I know they're, you know, 
I have that backup, especially, you know, you brought up that soul winning script and I, and I've used it myself. I think it's incredible um, because there's just something about you have that and you're like, okay, I don't need to know what to say now. I don't yeah, have to good. sit here and, and, and think about, I mean, obviously you pray, you be led, you know, God, if there's anything that you need me to say, or you don't want me to say, let, let that, you know, let that come through. Um, but to not have to think about the, the outline, you know, it helps, you know? So, I mean, I, I would say you mentioned, you know, go, go grab, download that soul winning script. It's not like you have to buy it. You know, they hand those things out like by the bucket loads every week, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and, and just know you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to go to Walmart by yourself and talk to everybody in, in, in the aisle. If you want to do that, do it, you know, or you feel like you should do that, but you're like, I don't think I can do it. Well, there is strength in numbers. That's right. Uh, one of my, a friend of mine is an evangelist. When he goes out into public areas, he tells himself, I'll never see these people again. What do I, you know, who it's like, yeah. he would even tell me, he'll say, tell me that I'll never see these people again. And that that'll give him the boldness. <laughs> like, you you know, who cares? You're never going to see him yeah, again. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like they don't know me. I don't know them. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, well, after this, if they say no, what does it matter? And if they say yes, then man, then I brought them in the kingdom. They, they, you know, bring them into the church or make a new friend. I mean, all those things. No, it's important. I, so I, I also do a little bit of real estate. So we buy some property, we fix them up. And I've been doing that for a while. I just went on an appointment yes, yesterday, the day before yesterday. Um, this nice old lady, uh, sweet lady, living by herself, struggling to keep up with the home, a little too big, looking to sell it. And so I spent like two hours with her, just talking to her. Awesome. And, and, and I've gotten in a habit of making sure anytime I go on, on, on an appointment like this to, to locate them spiritually. And I was able to lead yeah. her to the Lord. And I thought, man, if, you know, what a, what a blessing to be able to do this. God is entrusting me with these people late, yeah. you know, they're a little up in age and you don't know, you leave, something happens. And, and so, you know, what, what a blessing to be able to do yeah. it. I'll tell you another quick story. Uh, an aunt of mine, um, I was, couple of years ago this was maybe six years ago no less than that uh, about four years ago anyway uh she wasn't doing too well and she lived she lived in, in idaho right outside of boise idaho she was from new york but moved out there to teach um and she was just just incredible uh she wasn't doing well she had asked me to come help her uh so i spent about a week week and a half with her and and she was kind of to be honest with you she was over medicating she she wasn't doing too well so i taking her medication and I was distributing it to her as, as prescribed. And, uh, and she kind of got mad at me. And so she, she didn't talk to me. She was real cold. Uh, so she was getting dressed one morning and she said, Joe, come in here and help me. I said, all right, let me go help her. And the Lord says witness to her. And I'm like, Oh, she's not going to, she's going to think I'm a nut. You know, I'm just my aunt and she's just, she's already mad at me. And I'm thinking, oh. and I, and I, I didn't do it. I kind of just kept, kept uh, helping my aunt. And I got the impression again, it came strong. And I said, all right. And so I started witnessing to her. I said, Aunt Winnie, you know, something were to happen to you. Do you know for sure if you go to heaven? And she's like, no, I'm not really sure. I hope so. And uh, and so I, I pray, prayed with her, led her to the Lord. And she locked on to me when I was explaining the gospel to her, just, just like, like she was waiting for someone, like her spirit was just like, yeah. thank, finally got some water, some refreshment. Um, and so I led her to the Lord. Uh, I went home and that was the last time I saw her. She, she passed away. Uh, and 
And so, man, I'm so grateful that I stepped out of my comfort zone. I mean, ultimate step out of your comfort zone. Like my aunt's from New York. She's like, what is this gospel crap? Like she didn't grow up in church. She's, you know, she's going to, in my mind, I'm thinking she's going to think I'm kind of nut now. I went to this place, got changed and, uh, and now you're a Jesus freak, but man, it, now I know she's in heaven, you know, because I took that step by the grace of God. So that, you know, we're, we're talking about serious, serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing. I mean, when you, when you get, when you look at it in, a, at an eternal perspective, you know, God's not going to give us the great commission, go ye into all the world, you know, baptize the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit and make disciples, you know, he, he unless it was important, you know, yeah. and I, I think we, we, we sometimes like, you know, like you did, and I, I've done it too. And I'm sure most of us have, where we kind of wrestled in our mind, like, Oh, I'm not going to do that. I'll, you know, I don't think that I don't think it's appropriate or I don't think it's going to work. I think it's just, 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 you know, foolhardy. And so we talk ourselves out of it and, and, you know, then if you think of it that way, okay, well, if God is leading me to do something and I don't do it, there is no best case scenario. When you think about it, yeah, and then when you, you know, when you do take that step, you do lead them, you do put yourself out there, then it's almost like there's no worst case scenario, because because at the end of the day, they like you said, you know, she your aunt, she accepted the Lord. Yeah, you didn't see her again, but you know, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So you know, nothing nothing truly bad happened. That's right. You know. and so we, 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 we can get so focused on, on here in, in our emotions and in our feelings and, oh, do I want to do this? It's hard. It's not easy. You know, I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want to, I don't want to offend my, my, my relative, my friend, my neighbor, or I don't want them to think bad of me or weird of me, but why, <laughs> what's so yeah. important? You know, and, and, and I've had to tell myself that, you know, my whole life, what's so important about their opinion of me, if it's not even rooted in Christ in the first place, That's good, you know, what, what does it matter? And so, I mean, I am, I, it's just so, you know, and I don't want to say, you know, it's so refreshing to see, you know, a pastor with such a heart like this. And I don't say that, you know, to, to basically say all other pastors are not doing this or wanting to do this or have a passion for it. That's not what I'm saying at all, but it's just, it's edifying to me in its, in its, um, you know, it, it, it's just a blessing to see somebody who, you know, in my opinion, is going against the status quo in the church right now of pushing in and being eternity minded rather than being so focused on, you know, their numbers or, you know, not wanting to offend everybody or not turning them off or, you know, let's be a little seeker sensitive. So we don't turn people off with, with speaking in tongues and the Holy spirit and miracles and things like that, because I feel like, you know, you can give me your thoughts on this, but you know, there's two book, there's two churches left in, in revelations. There was the church of Laodicea and the church of, um, 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 Ephesus, right. Or is it Philadelphia? I can't remember, but one's lukewarm and one's, you know, the church that, you know, he was like, you, you, you've done what I've asked. You've stayed true to the word. You say true to the gospel. And the other one, you said, you know, I, I, I'm spitting you out because you're neither hot nor you're cold. And I feel like you are starting to see that separation now in the church where you are seeing 
that lukewarm church where the people that they they're they're not focused on that eternity minded they're not trying to they're not doing what you're doing stepping out and and, and leading people to jesus you know something what what are your thoughts what are you seeing right now in the landscape in the church well you know <laughs> it's a good question i talk about this often to be honest with you um, there are churches in the middle of this pandemic that are absolutely thriving. I mean, uh, numbers wise, that's great, but I'm talking about radical transformation happening in their people, increase on every front, pushing further, taking territory. And there are churches that, that are, that are just collapsing large mm -hmm. churches. Um, and I think a big reason why, again, it's hard to put a blanket statement on something like this, but sure. let me just speak for our church. Let me just speak for our church. Uh, I will not put the Holy Spirit in the box. I will not hide him. The largest churches in the world, believe it or not, are Holy Ghost churches. The churches where yeah. things are happening, radical things, uh, people being raised from the dead. I mean, creative miracles are Holy Ghost non-conformist uh, churches that are going to go after it and, and not try to please everyone. And that's a big mistake. I, I can't please everyone. Uh, I'm going to be true to what I've been called to do. And I'm going to, you know, going to ruffle some feathers with that. And that's okay. But I know that this is what God has called me to do. And that's where the victory is. It, you know, as a pastor, you just have to do what you're called to do and let the chips fall where they may with everyone else. I, I You can't just, yeah. uh, well, you know, you can't pray in tongues. You know, got to be careful with that because my offend this one offend that one listen if it offends them then i'm sorry but this is what we're called to do that's where the yeah. power is that's where everything is going to happen from um and we're seeing that we're seeing people touched and to be honest with you you know i'll see someone new a young guy and i know i'm supposed to do something and it hasn't happened much but i know i'm supposed to do something kind of radical or, or step yeah. out or and i'm like oh man there's a new person and i you know what i got to shut that down that's the enemy trying to you know start to start to restrain me start to compromise a little bit the next thing yeah. you know it's a little more the next time and so uh, by the grace of god quick to recognize that and say no 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 and I, and it always works out better than i ever imagined that person seems to it clicks for that person and it just it, it's incredible but the enemy will try to hold you and try to keep you in a box especially as a pastor uh and, and big big issue right now is trying not to offend people want to know where the church stands people want answers from the church and rightfully so hey where do you stand on this hey this is where we stand uh what do you think about well this is what this is what we're thinking about that otherwise they're going to get their answers from the world they really are people want to know right. what do you think about this and that uh and so we're, we're very vocal in that area as well. Um, and, 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 you know, centered around the gospel, but they're, they're Christians and things are happening around us uh, from a yeah. biblical perspective. This is what the Bible has to say. This is why. Uh, and so I think that's very important. And we've seen even churches around here, good people, great people, but uh, we don't want to mess with that. We don't want to touch that. And they're losing people by the hundreds, by the dozens, people just flocking to other places where they're getting answers. Uh, so it's important. You know, and I, 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 I've had that same thought too. I mean, growing up as a pastor's kid, you know, at times I'd be like, Oh, you know, I hope nothing wacky goes on today because <laughs> they're here. And they're new or, you know, and, but the reality, the reality is what you just said is people want to come in. They're going to come in and they're going to look at the church. They're going to, they're going to create their opinions the second they walk in. Yeah, You know, that first impression happens before the church even begins. And as things progress in the service, you know, just like as we are Christians, the Holy Spirit is what makes us different than the world. 
you know, that blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit in us is, is what separates us. It's what makes us that holy nation, that royal, that holy priesthood makes us different than, than everything else. So, you know, when, and, I, and I tell this and I think this, you know, as a spirit filled pastor, why would you go the seeker sensitive route when you have visitors come in? Why wouldn't you want that manifestation to take place? Not force it, not force it, not, not get, not get, and not get, you know, off, but, but to facilitate those gifts, to facilitate that manifestation, to show that there is power here, there is an anointing here, and there is a difference between us with the power of the Holy Spirit than the, just the church down the road that, that, you know, yeah, they're doing good things, but, you know, the Holy Spirit is here, it's, you know, it's here, it's for you, it's for us, you know, you want to show them signs and wonders. Why wouldn't you want that? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And what I'm noticing as a pastor, you know, I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting started. Uh, sure. I, what I've done is I've studied quite a bit. I've sat down with pastors that I have, you know, been watching that I, where I want to go. I'm, I study a lot uh, people that, that are doing things that I feel like I'm going to be doing or called to do. Um, but one of the things from experience as a, as a new pastor, what I'm seeing is anytime I have one foot in and one foot out, I'm pretty much capped, meaning one foot in with the Holy Ghost, one foot out. I'm not going to get very far, but the times where I say, you know what, we're going all in, we're going to allow this just to go for it. You know, I'm actually, you know, I, I've seen this in other places, but if I'm just all in Holy Ghost, do what you got to do, do whatever you want to do. That's where I've seen growth. I'm seeing spurts grow in different ministries where, yeah. where we're just radical with it, just radical. And, and I've seen this in other churches, churches that go the seeker sensitive route, they grow, but they only end up at a certain level with no power, no, no anointing. Yeah. A lot of places, I hate to say it, just no anointing, no power. Um, but the Holy Ghost churches that, 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 preach on the Holy Ghost, uh, but kind of hold them in a box. They only get so far. And so they feel like they have to do something different. And so they turn seeker sensitive. They see the numbers and then they're like, oh, this is this is how we grow. But if we go all in like David Oyedepo in, in Nigeria, yeah. oh, look at that. Look at that. Man. Just incredible. All in Pentecostal, Holy Ghost, move of the spirit, miracles, signs and wonders. It just people want the power. They want the real deal. Uh, and so it's refreshing before, you know, I was a pastor and I was looking for a church or I heard about it, you know, hear about a church. It's refreshing when I look at, you know, who they're bringing in or what they're preaching. I said, man, that's good, man. They're, they're, they got yeah. that fire. They're doing the, they're doing it. They're actually going after it. And you, it's only a matter of time before that thing just takes off. Uh, and so I think that the name of the game is both feet in, go all the way with the Holy Ghost. You, you, we, it's impossible to fail when we're led by the spirit and yeah. allow him to do what he what he wants to do. If we restrain him, it will handicap what, what we think is going to happen won't happen. It's actually the opposite uh, uh, effect right. will take place. It'll actually restrain us and handicap us. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Because you think are you because you're trying to rationalize in the natural your reasoning for going this certain route when you can't rationalize everything in the spirit you, you just can't you know it's like like why why is it better to live off the 90 than the 100 why am i yeah. going to have more out of the 90 than out of the 100 mathematically logically that doesn't add up but it's true you know and so it's the same thing well 
logically, if we only kept this portion of the Holy Spirit to show a little bit of the power, but not turn anybody off, wouldn't we grow more? Logically, that sounds right. But like you already said, the largest churches in the world, and no, we're not talking about the church down the road with 10,000 people. We're talking about the church in the, you said, Bishop David Oyedepo, over 100,000 people on a Sunday. Over a million in his, in his congregation. It, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about what the building stretches. It takes, it's like a mile and a half to get to the altar from the back, something like that. I mean, when we're not talking an out, outdoor building, we're talking about indoors, you know, lights on, you know, boom. <laughs> I mean, and, and he's, and he's not the only church with that many numbers. And you look at all these churches, they, they are spirit filled and they're not putting God in a box. You know, like I know in the United States, we think of all oh, the largest churches. Oh yeah. You know, 10,000 here, 20,000 here. But no, we're, we're, we're talking, like you said, a million people in the congregation over the course of, you know, when you have, you know, when you have a, an auditorium where you can fit over a hundred thousand people and you still got to have multiple services, then, you know, you know, you know, something's happening. And, 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 and it's just about being hungry for that move of the spirit, for that hunger, for the things of God. And not like you, like you said, not worrying about, you know, what's someone going to think? Cause if, they, if, if, and, and my dad has always said that if they, if they, if they are going to get offended and they weren't in a place where they were ready to, to, to receive this in the first place, you know, you, you can't, you can't, if someone is not going to accept at face value, then, then it's, that's not, that's not you. That's not the church. It's not God. That's them. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it's just true. You're absolutely right. You, you just, you, you, you just, you got to get two feet in. You just got to say, you know, I'm just going to take the step. I'm going to go all in and God's going to bless it. And, you know, and it's just like, you know, the Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. If God does not do this, that, that does not mean he's not God. And it doesn't mean that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. No, that's good. I, I think I think we don't want to get to the end of our lives and think, oh, man, if I just would have went all in, if I just would have gotten radical, what, what could have happened uh, instead of living on the fence, living on what we think is safe? Uh, I refuse to do that. When, when we took over the church, uh, I, I told my wife and in my heart, listen, this there is no plan B. This is what we're called to do. We're going to go all in. We're going to give it everything we have uh, and, yeah. and and let the Lord do what he wants to do with this thing. Uh, because, you know, I, I'm tired of just regular church service and, and the same old, same old, sing kumbaya and go home. Mm -hmm. I want to see the fire. I want to see people healed and restored on another level. Uh, and, and so that's what we're contending for. And many other churches are as well. And I'm, I'm excited. I believe in my heart that we will see that kind of uh, anointing here that David Oyedepo has out in, in Nigeria. We'll see that here. And you know what's crazy? He, he'll say it himself. He has learned everything that he's doing from us. And now we're yeah. learning from him. He's he, everything he learned yeah. was from from Brother Hagen, uh, Lester Summer, all those guys. Uh, and, you know, they've passed. And, and but God is raising up a generation. And there are still people on this earth that believe like that, that are on fire, that are radical. And we'll see churches like that here in America. I believe with all yeah. my heart, we will see churches like that, uh, like we're seeing at EA de Boye. 
uh, with David Oyedepo, uh, Paul Anichi, all these guys that are doing incredible things. We will see that here once again. I know it. Yeah, I think I think what it just is just going to take is Christians, pastors, churches to to just get get angry and not 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 in a negative way but like almost like an athlete in a game yeah. you know gets to that point gets to that brink breaking board where he just gets mad takes the ball takes the game into his own hands and says you know what i'm taking this over you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm going all in you know like the the mamba mentality kobe bryant just gets gets that stern look in his face like i'm taking it I'm telling you, I don't care what you want to do. It's my ball. I'm taking it. It's my game. We're going to, we're going to close it out and we're going to win it. And I feel like the church has got to get to that point. I think we're heading there. Yeah, I think I we're heading there because I, you know, if you really take a look at around, you're kind of seeing, you're, like I said, you're seeing that shift where there's those two, those two groups of churches are kind of separating. They're kind of falling into their places and you're seeing more pastors, more churches kind of getting to that place where you guys are and you're going to start to see, you know, uh, uh, just, just, uh, you know, a spiritual wave of fire start to spread all across the, all across the nation. And I don't, you know, they talk about the end time revival, you know, most revivals you've seen kind of sprout in one location and they start to spread. I feel like it's going to be different. I feel like at the end time revival, because it's got, it's got it, it's got to pour out, in a different way than it ever has before. I just start to think you're going to see these fire starters just start to, just to spark all at the same time, all across the nation, all across the world. And I think we're heading there. I think we have to, but I think that's what, what it's going to take. It's just going to take people saying, I'm going to, I'm taking the game. I'm taking the game over. I'm putting the ball in my hands now. No, that's right. I think we have a generation of people that have been delusioned to just just they 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 they've grown up in church and they're just like ah this there's got to be more there's more to this uh, and so they're just now they're coming of age taking leadership positions and and taking this to another level like yourself uh, uh, and your family and and, and missionaries yeah. uh, have a special place in my heart I, I love missionaries I love what you do. Uh, I've traveled myself and that's one of the things when we were called a pastor, I'm like, ah, you know, I, I can't travel <laughs> as much. Uh, you know, been to yeah. Kenya a few times, India, Tanzania. Uh, I, I, I love the missionary and, and our church as another part of what we're doing is really getting behind those that are preaching the gospel around the globe, not just thinking our four walls, because every time I've gone overseas, it has impacted me uh, in a profound way. And yeah. our vision is to send teams uh, to go in and to preach the word. Thank God for bringing socks and food. Uh, but I, Jonathan Shuttlesworth says, well, you're just a traveling Home Depot. You know, we have to preach the gospel, not just put roofs on people's houses. That's all good. Uh, but right. preaching the gospel is the key thing. Uh, and so, you know, as a church, that's another component of, of reaching out. Uh, and we're called to do that. And so, you know, as, as, a, as someone who, who has gone overseas, it, it's high on my list, very high to, to, to get people together, to send them out, to be a blessing around the world. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I won't keep you much longer. I want to say this to you specifically, you know, because I agree with you. Um, God is accelerating things. He's not skipping, but he's accelerating. And I personally think that you, you, you know, you are going to be by the end of the year where, where it took pastors 10 years to get to, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. I just personally see 
that God is accelerating you and Sarah personally to be to be to be a lighthouse to Eastern Pennsylvania. That you, the more you continue to press in and grab hold of what God is doing, what God, the, the Holy Spirit, and pouring that out onto your community, I just see life in Christ as a beacon. Wow. That He's accelerating these things. That you know what would have took five, ten years is just going to take you months, going to take you weeks to just continue to get. Um, you know, so you know, you, you you said you know I've only been pastoring for fifteen months, but. I feel like you're just going to continue to move your experience, your wisdom, your knowledge, your, 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 um, your vision is just going to continue to accelerate. And I think by next year, when you're only two years in, you're going to be, it's just going to be completely, completely amazing. What, what life in Christ is going to represent for Eastern Pennsylvania. Wow. That means a lot. Really appreciate you saying that. And I'll say this, we're, we're standing on the shoulders of some mighty men that have been in this area plowing the fields. Uh, and so we're just coming right, 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 right behind them and playing our part, doing our part. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see this region shaking. I know it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Joe, would you mind uh, just praying, praying for us, praying for our listeners? Absolutely. Father, I thank you for everyone that is listening. I ask, Father, that you would meet each and every person uh, in a very real way. Father, I pray revelation, knowledge, and understanding come to them. And I thank you, Lord, that the assignment that you have on each and every person's life, they will fulfill it. They will go all the way with you. Uh, Father, I pray peace. Those that need peace, those that need strength, supernatural strength comes to you right now. You need healing. I declare your body is healed in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you're making crooked places straight in their lives, that you're turning around situations even as we speak. Father, I thank you that you're the God of the impossible. Every impossible situation right now gets turned in Jesus' name. I thank you Father, that you are faithful to your word, just as Sarah received the promise, uh, even when she was beyond years to, to bear uh, a child, but she received it because she counted you faithful. We declare you are faithful to turn around situations in people's lives this morning. I thank you, Father, for your blessing upon each and every person that is listening, your hand of protection, and I declare they're led of your spirit and the voice of a stranger they shall not follow. Father, I pray uh, protection against the coronavirus and any other virus that may try to come near them, that it shall not come near them. It shall not prosper. And I speak increase over their lives in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, where can people find you uh, to get to, to start following you in your ministry? I appreciate that. Um, you can our website licchurch.com has all the the links to the Facebook, Instagram, uh, and and the social media pages. That's LIC stands for Life in Christ. LICchurch.com. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, thanks, Joe, for for taking your time out of your morning to to be with us. I uh, hope we can do this again sometime. Um, again, if you are listening and you want to find more about it, it is it was LIC church.com. We'll see you guys again. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Millennial Missions Podcast. We invite you to visit our website, millennialmissions.org, to read blog posts, find resources, and most importantly, to connect with us. See you next time.